Most of us did, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we got a big lineup to you. Hopefully it doesn't take as long as last episode, but let's get into it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean, our first topic, so Ben and I are both unfortunately Colts fans, and um, our first topic is going to be the Colts game from this past weekend against the Browns. Um, I'm going to be totally honest here. On it, like honestly, I am so frustrated because I think our team could be a top four team in the AFC, except we have Phillip Rivers at quarterback and he'll lose us games. Because the defense play, they didn't play great in the first half. They were also making Jarvis Landry and Odell were making some crazy catches in the first half. Um, but the defense didn't give up a touchdown in the second half. They got two picks. Like they really just caused a bunch of trouble. They got a bunch of stops. And. Th- our run game wasn't bad. I, it wasn't as great as I'd like it to be or as featured as i like it to be. T.Y. is still not getting featured, which frustrates me because apparently Phillip Rivers will only throw to tight ends and running backs. And outside of Phillip Rivers, I think we have a good team. And I think we probably win that game because when you look at it, I was watching this game. It was 29 to 20. And at that point, I thought, well, let's see. Phillip Rivers threw a really, really, really bad pick six. Oh, that one was terrible. And then he did a really, really bad intentional grounding safety, which I wouldn't expect from a guy who's been in the league for, what, 17 years now? Mm-hmm. And that's nine points. We'd be tied. And then it was 29-23, and I was like, we'd be winning if our quarterback wasn't Phillip Rivers. If our quarterback just took care of the ball, like, I think we could go far with, I mean, you know, you hate to say it. I think if we could go far with, like, a game manager type of quarterback that would just let us run the ball and let our defense make stops and make a couple throws here and there. I think our team would be great. I don't know if we could keep up with, you know, the chiefs um, or the Ravens or the Steelers or whatever, but man, we'd be set. We'd have, we'd win 10 games easy this year. And instead I'm looking at, this like, well, we got a quarterback 
who goes out and throws a really bad interception and he'll go out and throw another one and can't everything he throws is weak. Like it looks like he should have retired. <laughs> and that's all I have because I'm ready for, I'm like, I'm done with rivers. I am ready for Brissett to be in and I'm not even happy with Brissett. Like I'm, I'm most annoyed that we took Phillip rivers and guys like Cam Newton and, uh, Oh, what's his name? Teddy Bridgewater. Teddy Bridgewater. Well, no, not really. But guys, we'll get I guess better than Philip Rivers, I suppose. Yeah, but just like, man, why did we pay twenty five million dollars for Philip Rivers, who was coming off a bad year? Like, I didn't, I didn't dislike the signing when it happened. I wasn't thrilled about it. I thought, well, he's you know familiar with the coaching staff, like. Here's the other thing. Rivers can't move at all. As soon as anything happens, he's stuck. And that's something at least Brissett gives you is he, he's a little mobile. And that's what this league is trended towards. Like you, I was watching Josh Allen the other night and he just get he runs out and he throws in. It's a touch. I mean, just stuff that Rivers can't physically do because he's literally a statue. And if it's like, um, Oh, I think it was Michael Lombardi said in a game all about managing imperfections, he demands perfection. Like there's no perfect play and he has to have the perfect play for him to be able to execute it. And it's just so frustrating be having this guy who's 38 stinking years old. And I mean, it's the first bad, I mean, is the first major bad decision I've seen under Chris Ballard and Frank Reich. And I'm really, I'm really frustrated in Frank Reich for, I, I get, we did the whole thing with Jacoby last year, but he comes out and says, Phillips, our quarterback, no, skip him. Like we're done with it. We see him five games. We are three and two dis- in spite of him. Like, we should have lost those other games. Like, <laughs> like I don't – I'm so frustrated. And then I see that Rivers said uh, – they asked him, you know, what do you got to do? He's like, I didn't play well. We didn't play well as a team. No. He said, like, you know, typical answer, give him that. But, hey, you played bad. No one else did. Everyone else played pretty stinking good on Sunday. And you threw the – literally threw the game away. I'm done with Rivers. Give me Brissett, trade for Darnold, trade for Wentz, do whatever, get someone else in here that is not Phillip Rivers. We didn't like him to begin with. He comes in, he's throwing away our games. I'm done with him. Yeah. Again, it's a good thing that we're actually recording on Wednesday as opposed to Monday because I feel like this would have been a lot more heated and emotional-driven uh, rants by us today. What was frustrating with me in watching that game was okay. The defense did not have a good game. Good game in that first half. Okay, so I guess you can look at it through that aspect. But uh, Cleveland clearly had all the momentum. They were doing things on. They were doing their offense really well, and our defense just didn't have the answer. And Darius Leonard didn't play, so it was a little bit to be expected from. So that aspect. But the defense did the job in the second half. They did not. Like the only 
touchdown that was allowed was the pick six. And that's not on them. Yeah, it's not on them. And, and then it's a safety. <laughs> yeah. And well, my, they gave up a field my, goal. That's all they yeah. gave up. Yeah. My frustration on that safety was we're that close to the end zone. One, Naheen Hines should not have fair caught oh, it there. Yes. My goodness. Another thing is we're relying on a mobile or immobile quarterback to make a throw there. I'm like, Miles Garrett has been getting there. Like, he hasn't been getting sacks, but he was getting there, getting pressure all game. Why are we throwing it in that situation? I thought the play call was bad. Give it to uh, Taylor and get about four or five yards of breathing room. So I thought it was a bad play call, bad all around there. Um, But, yeah, ultimately the reason I see is Phillip Rivers because Colts fans were used to seeing this. We're used to seeing – Okay, we played a bad first half. We're starting to get some breaks. And here comes Peyton Manning. Here comes Andrew Luck. Okay, these guys are going to save the day. We're going to end up winning this game. And I think there wasn't a single Colts fan that saw Philip Rivers trot on that field and say, like, you know what? We still have a chance to win this game. I think we all kind of threw in the towel right there. It's like, you know, if Andrew Luck was riding out on that field, I'm like, you know what? Despite everything, I think we can still win this game. Um, but I, I just had no hope. Now, moving on from Phillip Rivers right now, I'm immediately. Okay. I would understand if we continue to go with Phillip Rivers for like another game, you know, just kind of say, you know what, we, you know, we want, we want to continue seeing more of him. I'm like, okay, I can kind of buy that a little bit. But to be like Frank Wright and just say, no, we're not even considering Jacoby Brissett. I'm like, are you kidding me? I mean, are you, are you kidding me? You don't. I mean, you, you're not going with Jacoby Brissett. Like, he knows the offense. He knows, like, he's mobile. He, you know, he would have a good matchup against the Bengals. I mean, I don't here's know. It thing. just doesn't now, make since, sense. Since, to- you bring, since you bring up the Bengals, here's my thing. Phillip Rivers is in a lose-lose. If we beat the Bengals, I don't feel any different. If we lose the Bengals, he's got to go yesterday. Yeah. Like, there's no, there's no like, oh man, we really beat the Bengals. Now I feel good about Philip Rivers. He had a good game. No, he played the stinking Bengals. I, yeah, I think, I think, Philip Rivers is currently four touchdowns and five picks. Yeah, I think that's his line right now, and that is not that is not acceptable to be winning games in this league. I mean, Jacoby Brissett was not playing that bad. And another thing about Philip Rivers, I was, I remember telling my roommate this. Okay, the first pick six was what the first pick six was the worst pass of the game. The second worst pass was not the second interception. Okay, I've seen that from look a hundred times. The second one was the play before that. Jack Doyle on a 10 and out was wide open, and it was a complete miss. Yeah. He completely missed him. And which led to a third and long where Phil Rivers had to force the ball. Again, I didn't think the I didn't think like obviously it wasn't a great decision, but it's like, what do you got? What else are you gonna do in that situation? It was the 10 yard out that would have given the Colts a first down and Phillip Rivers just missed him. He just flat out missed him. And so that was frustrating to watch. And I'm like, Brissett hits him, you know, Brissett might throw the ball 90 miles an hour and Jack Doyle ends up dropping it, but he missed him. And another thing, you know, we, Phillip Rivers said, Oh, we all lost the game in an aspect. T.Y. Hilton had his best game. I mean, 
Yeah, he had the most amount of targets, the most receptions, the most yards. I mean, again, it was not the same T.Y. we're all used to seeing, but it was a positive game from him uh, for the season. So it's like this loss was on Phillip Rivers. uh, And for Frank Wright to come out and say, we have no consideration about uh, putting in Jacoby Brissett it that's frustrating. I mean, I understand if you say, you know what, we're going to keep running out to Philip rivers for a little bit longer. And I'm like, you know what, you know, just kind of give the eye roll to that, but I understand. But to say you have no concern over that, that's, that's just like, no, you're uh, not watching. I mean, we did the same thing with Jacoby last year when we were like, you know, maybe bring in someone else besides Jacoby. And we were like, well, we're riding with Jacoby. Like it doesn't matter. He's whatever. And the, I mean, the thing about Jacoby the thing that's frustrating about Jacoby is that he doesn't push the ball and we get stuck in all these under like dink and dunk plays and a lot of drives end up stalling out. However, the defense is better this year than last year. The run game is better this year than last year. I would take a guy who doesn't push it as much and doesn't throw it downfield because he doesn't throw it unless the wide receiver is already open instead of throwing him open. Mm-hmm. I would take that because he's not turning the ball over instead of Phillip Rivers, who might throw stuff, but also can't make the throws and turns the ball over all the stinking time. Yeah. I'll give Phillip Rivers this. I thought I actually was kind of liking his first quarter. His first quarter, he was hitting the guys deep. He had a nice deep one to Marcus Johnson. Uh, he was doing good in that first well, quarter. Well, no, the guy he got lucky. The guy almost caught up. The defender almost caught up to that because it was floating in the air so long. I don't know. I just remember watching that first his first couple drives. Uh, I thought he was, you know, he wasn't looking great, but he was looking like, okay, you know what? If he keeps doing this, we're gonna win this game. And then it just all started going downhill. He missing a whole bunch of throws, making some bad decisions. But here's what here's what I'll say. A lot of people are suggesting, oh, we should give Jacob Eason a try. And I'm like, I feel like if we give Jacob Eason a shot, we're tanking on the season. We're accepting the fact that, you know, we'll be lucky to get a wild card. Uh, other than that, we're kind of just going for that again, seven and nine season. And I'm like, no, not again. You either got to go with Brissett or you got to go with Rivers because if you go with with Jacob Eason, he hasn't had any OTAs. We don't know how much of the offense he has. He's worked with. He's not. He doesn't have any chemistry with our current wide receivers. It'll just be a mess. And Jacob Eason, he wasn't the best quarterback coming out of college, clearly, and he just. I don't, know. I don't think he's going to be the so, answer going forward. I think. So when do you play Jacob Eason? Because we did draft him. Yeah. Well, I would like to see him get some preseason games, get to see some OTAs of him, you know, give him to be able to be evaluated. Um, I don't, if you do it this year, then we're tanking in on the season. And I don't think anyone wants to see that. We still want to be competitive. Jacoby Brissett keeps us competitive. I think Phillip Rivers, I don't think we're going to see – I think that's – I would hope that is Phil Rivers' worst game for us this year. I would hope. I'm not saying that it is. I think, I I think he's got more levels than that. Yeah, I, th- I think he has a capability of putting on some good performances. That's that not performance, what I meant. That's not what I meant. <laughs> I mean, he's got more levels down. 
I think he's got more levels up. I think we can see some spurts of okay, we can ride out ride it out with Philip Rivers. But he just I, I think Jacob Eason's kind of mailing it in. So I, I just that or Philip Rivers. I just watch Philip Rivers and I'm like, it's just he just looks old and stiff and can't make the make the throws anymore. And I and it I mean, I'm just I'm just so frustrated watching Phillip Rivers. Here's a little fun fact. Since the beginning of last season, he's third in turnovers behind Daniel Jones, I think, and Jameis Winston. Like, I think I think it's done. He can't make the throws anymore. I, I don't – The usually, typically, the decline is fast. And last year he had a bunch of weapons in San Diego. He turned the ball over a bunch. Now he gets to this good offensive line and whatever, and he's turning the ball over a bunch and, he, and he's missing throws. I, I just, I don't think, I think it's over for Phillip Rivers. Yeah. I mean, we saw it with Peyton Manning, you know, the de- decline was fast, you know, the previous yeah. year Peyton looked really good. And then his last year, I know he had some injuries he had to battle, but even still, it just was not Peyton Manning. We were watching on the field. Um, and you know what he did? I mean, yes, he did win the Super Bowl, but no, that's not what I was gonna say. I was gonna say he what retired. Say? He, he retired. Did retire. He did retire, yeah. but it, that decision was a lot easier with a ring around his finger, you know. Whatever. I, I'm done with Philip. I we here's the thing: Indianapolis. We weren't huge fans of Philip Rivers when he came in. Like, it was like my hate list goes like Tom Brady, Ben Roethlisberger, Philip Rivers, like. <laughs> And then we signed Philip Rivers. I'm like, oh, it's, I, at least it's not Brady. But the- <laughs> literally, I think Brady was our other option. <laughs> no, I think there was other guys out there. We were just looking at the old ones. I mean, realistically, realistically, I think when it came down to the Colts, you think you think Cam Newton wouldn't take two million from Indianapolis? Hold on. Let me finish my quote. I think that was the that was the direction Frank Wright and Chris Ballard were going down. I think they were either looking to bring in Philip Rivers, who knew the system, or they wanted to bring in Brady. I don't think Cam Newton kind of fit Frank Wright's style. Uh, I don't know about the other quarterbacks. I wanted Teddy Bridgewater. You and I would probably disagree on that. I thought Teddy Bridgewater. He's alright. I mean. Looking back now, I wish we had Bridgewater still. I mean, he's yeah. playing, he's playing pretty well, and he's a young quarterback. I'm just glad Philip Rivers on a one-year deal so he can hold us back for only one year. I mean, it's just sad, though, because it's like I still don't know what quarterback we're going to get. I think – you know, the Jets might end up with the number one pick and they're going to want Trevor Lawrence. I mean, we'll sell an arm and a leg to get him, which I'm not saying that's a bad thing, but... Not Trevor Lawrence. I'm talking Sam Darnold. Well, that's what I was referring to. I don't think Sam Darnold's stock's going to be super high. Like, right now, it's probably pretty low. He's hurt, and he hasn't played great. Anyone who evaluates players would know that if Sam Darnold's available, you take him. I mean, Bill O'Brien would not know that. 
Bill O'Brien is unemployed right now. So, <laughs> but he was given a very long career <laughs> of making bad decisions. I'm just saying there are bad GMs in this league. Well, he was the GM. I mean, no, was- that's what I'm saying. I'm saying the other teams have bad ones. <laughs> he did make a, he did take Deshaun Watson. I mean, and then he traded away Hopkins. Never. We're not talking about that. What's, oh, yeah. what's your what's your first topic? <laughs> All right. So switching gears. You know, you may have noticed uh, I was tweeting out on Monday Night Football about what my thoughts on Justin Herbert is, and yeah. I will double down on that right now. Right now, Justin Herbert, top ten quarterback in the league. I mean, it's, there's just no way around it. He is a top ten quarterback. I also tweeted out that he could make his case for a top five. He's definitely not there yet, but he can make that case. And in fact, two or three years down the line, I think he will be. Uh, he threw three touchdown passes in the first half against the New Orleans Saints. Play calling got conservative in the second half. It's like, we're up big on the Saints. Uh, let's go conservative here. So the charging Chargers coaching staff, not I'm not big fans of them right now. And then when it's like, oh, it's tied up. Justin Herbert, we need the lead back. Okay throw a 64-yard bomb to take the lead back. Saints go down, take the lead again. It's like, Justin Herbert, we need you to get us in the field goal range. Okay, throw a nice, beautiful ball to Mike Williams, who was able to come down and get it, and Chargers kick a field goal, no good. If people are going to knock Justin Herbert for saying, oh, well, he had the ball in overtime and didn't get the job done, it's like... Not... There's not a single quarterback in this league, not a single one that is going to perform perfect from beginning to end every single Sunday. And if you want to say Patrick Mahomes, well, look at look at how the Raiders are feeling right now. They're feeling pretty good against Patrick Mahomes. I mean, Justin Herbert did what he needed to do to win. I mean, he had four touchdowns on the road, cross country to New Orleans. I don't care if there are fans there or not. It's Drew Brees on Monday Night Football in the Superdome, okay? You know, I, you can say what you want about his performance in the Raiders. We can say Drew Brees is a whole other topic right now. But for him, Justin Herbert, to go into the Superdome and put the performance on he did, I'm like, he's a top 10 quarterback. I mean, I'm seeing a lot of these older guys who will probably keep him in the top 10 just because they've always been there. A lot of these older guys are declining, and I think Justin Herbert's stock is going way up. Okay, well, uh, you know, I saw your tweet. Um, and... Oh... Yeah, I don't know if I'd call him top 10 quite yet. He's had a few good games to start off his career. Um, here, here, Here's what I mean by that. Patrick Mahomes, Aaron Rodgers, no, in, in no particular order. Patrick Mahomes, Aaron Rodgers, Russell Wilson, Lamar Jackson, Big Ben, Buffalo, Cam, as much as I hate to say it, probably Brady, Deshaun Watson, Carson Wentz, Dak Prescott, and, I, and then I'd probably put him down around where Drew Brees is right now and Jared Goff is probably where I put him. But that's, you know, between 11 and 15. I Like, 
Yeah. I think he's better than Dak. Uh, he's making his case for Carson Wentz. I can't defend Carson Wentz as long as I want to. I still think Carson Wentz is a better quarterback than what people are making him out to be. But um, you look at the two quarterbacks next to each other, tell me which one's the better one. I mean, no, I think he's very similar to Carson Wentz, is what I'm thinking. Mm hmm. I I can't I can't put Dak's performances. I don't like Dak. Not as a not as a person. I don't as a quarterback. I don't yeah. like Dak. Um, but I think he's got to be top ten, and so I'm going to put him up there. Um, just base. I mean, you can't. <laughs> I, I wouldn't want Dak as my quarterback, but I think he's top 10 just based on the performances he's handed out. I disagree. I think Dak has a lot of things to work with that makes him a top 10 quarterback. Not so much this year, and he was going crazy. He has three number one wideouts. No, he has a bad O-line. He has Zeke. He has Amari who disappears. He has CeeDee Lamb who's a rookie. And he has Mal Michael Gallup who's a nice third option. Wow. Hot take there. Uh, <laughs> I don't know what. When it's a, uh, the Cowboys O-line is bad. Yeah, they're not what they used to be. They don't have their starting tackles and their Hall of Fame center retired. It's bad now. <laughs> Okay, so they don't have the pieces that they used to. I mean, but we never really. Hear it's about not it. good, Ben. <laughs> Did he break his ankle by getting sacked? Or oh my gosh! Hey, we are not going. Nope, not doing that. Nope. I know. <laughs> oh, I'm just saying. My. You hear all these reports about bad offensive lines. The Cowboys are not the first one that comes to my head, and in fact, they're not even the top ten. I'm not – no, I'm not saying – I'm saying the offensive line there isn't great. Like, okay. like in previous years, yes, Dak had the best offensive line. He had Zeke. He had Amari. And the defense was decent. Now he's got a, the worst defense in the league. He's got Amari's in and out. CeeDee Lamb's a rookie. Gallup's a two or three. He's got Zeke, and then he's got a banged-up, not-great offensive line. And he's throwing for an average of 450 yards a game. I don't know. I, I think you're – I think you're just way off on that wide receiver core. That is a top-notch wide receiver core. It's a I mean, good wide receiver core. I didn't say it's a bad core. I'm just saying – he doesn't have three number one wide receivers. I would say Amari's a number one. Uh, Gallup, you know, one slash two. And, you know, everyone everyone's hyping up this CD Lamb. And, I mean. He's a, rook he's a rookie. Gallup's a two or three. Amari goes in and out. He disappears. I, I'm not holding a rookie to I'm – not, I'm not placing someone's ranking of a wide receiver based on because they're a rookie. Okay, rookies perform all the time, especially uh, at the wide receiver position. Anyway, Justin Herbert. 
No, I, I've been very impressed with Herbert. You know what was crazy to me is he's he's a rookie. And first of all, he should have won the game. Um, Badgley missed an extra point and a field goal, both of which would have had them ahead of the Saints um, at the end of regulation. But when Badgley misses that field goal at the end of the game and they go to Justin Herbert, and I literally don't know if he made it or not. Because he, there was no reaction by Justin Herbert. And as a rookie, I would expect, I mean, as a person, I would expect you have a reaction. But as a rookie quarterback, you just sit there and be like, okay, that happened. <laughs> like, like, I would, that, that, I don't get that. That impresses me. I, I like that. Yeah, to be honest, it's like, you know what? Got a bad call bad play uh bad play on special teams you know what got to get back out on the field and do it uh tell you what he wasn't doing unfortunately he didn't get it done but yeah i bet he wasn't cussing out badly like tom brady does his teammates when they don't do their jobs <laughs> okay there's a difference between this is when the rookie and veteran thing comes in <laughs> Uh, you have Tom. If Justin Herbert starts barking at people, you know, he gets dismissed. Uh, Tom Brady starts barking at people. You better listen. Otherwise you're getting shipped out. Um, Tom Brady starts barking and you go, Hey man, what down is it? <laughs> well, he knew, he knew what down it was, you know, I mean, no, we did not. We literally, we literally watched for 30. That's the thing I can't get over. We will get to that later. Justin, Justin, see, I I've got this bet with Casey B and K hot dog. I said, Justin Herbert's going to have a better year than Joe Burrow. And right now I'm feeling pretty good about this bet. Oh, I, I would have honestly collected uh, after that performance against the saints. I mean, <laughs> and, and burrow's gonna go up team, against- here's the thing though here's the thing though the chargers team wins are a factor in this bet i made them a factor in this bet that that team success team differential will factor in and while joe burrow hasn't won a bunch of games or will justin herbert also has not won a bunch of games and i don't know if he will with that team with the way they're playing, they tend to, they have a tendency to find a way to lose. Yeah. Uh, you know, say what you want about Drew Brees' regression, but as soon as that kick missed by the Chargers, I'm like, Drew Brees is going to get this done. You know, you can only give Drew Brees so many chances until that clutch factor. I don't in. know. Drew Brees did not look good. He didn't look good, but he got the job done and he, he made the comeback, got the job done. You know, as soon as he missed that kick, I'm like, you're going to give the ball back to Drew Brees with the chance to win this game. You know, some quarterbacks have that it factor. Drew Brees has it. You know, sometimes you, you can overcome you know, physical abilities. You know, Drew Brees has it. Uh, so why do we keep subbing him out mid-drive to give it to Taysom Hill? Yeah, uh, I was <laughs> not to uh, – hate on Taysom Hill at all. But when they put him in in that goal line situation and he converted, and I'm like, oh, shoot. (laughs) No, literally, literally when he did that, I was like, that is the worst possible thing that could have happened for the Saints because now they're going to want to use him more. (laughs) Well, I mean. Drew Brees could have done that. He, he, in fact, he did. You know, he just well, no, Drew Brees. (laughs) No, Drew Brees wasn't running that. No, but 
But no, with that converted, I thought that was the worst possible thing because now Sean Payton's going to be like, see, it worked one time. Let's do it a bunch. Like, I here's I don't I actually I don't mind at goal line. I'd still rather give the ball to Drew Brees, and it annoys me to no end that we put in Taysom Hill just because he's a gadget guy. But at goal line, trying to do something tricky, having a mobile quarterback, I don't think that's as bad as being at your own 45 on second down and saying, Hey Drew, come out for a play. We're going to stick Taysom Hill in so he can run a wildcat. Cause we know he's not going to throw the ball cause he's only done it once ever. And so I don't, I, I don't like the mid drive pull drew. I, yeah, the- I still don't like it, but I like it more if we're using him in the red zone to do stuff like that. Yeah. <laughs> I, I would probably mostly agree with that. Uh, when it comes to like, there was a there was a time where it happened. Drew Brees just had an just threw for a first down. It looked really good. The Saints were kind of driving, and they put in Taysom Hill on a first down, threw an incompletion. Next two balls by Drew Brees were incomplete, and I'm like, I feel like when you're subbing this quarterback in and out, you're kind of throwing off the rhythm a little bit. Exactly. And so, yeah, it's just I don't. That's what maybe maybe if Brees is struggling and you're like, we need a spark then we'll throw Taysom Hill in there so he can drop the snap and fall on it. And then we'll give Breeze another five yards to try and get on third down. Cause that's yeah. what seems to have happened the most here. But I, I just, it's like Taysom Hill can do a lot of things, but he's not great at anything. Like he, like he can do a, but he's like, you know, what, what's it called? Uh, the, um, Oh, Oh shoot. Jack of all trades, master of none. Like, mm-hmm. like he can do a lot of different things, but he's not master or great at any one specific thing. <laughs> it's just like, here's a guy that he can hand it off. He can drop the snap. He can run. He can fumble. He can throw an interception or he can throw an incompletion, but the, <laughs> like, We'll throw we'll throw him a pass or I just I don't know I'm yeah yeah I think we're both kind of in the same boat there I don't hate it as much as you do but at the same time I don't like it <laughs> so I think that's what I got for the for my topic Justin Herbert yep we'll shoot it on over to Bo for a second topic. Well, shoot it on over to Bo, and he will bring you the news on the NBA Finals. And I told you last week already, I'm done with... If you think Michael Jordan's the GOAT, I can't help you. You simply want it that way. That's... I'm done, okay? There's there's too much... There's too much stats. There's too many... There's too many stats. There's too many reasons why that's not the case, and you just refuse to use them but so what happened was is the lakers ended up beating the heat in six uh lebron took his fourth ring and his fourth finals mvp um after so the let's see the heat took game five um after lebron had a game of games for lebron one of lebron's greatest performances ever and it was just thrown away by the rest of the Lakers. It was so stinking frustrating, especially when your bet was on that they'd go, they'd win in five. Um, basically what happened was all of the Lakers 
outside of LeBron and AD. Couldn't hit an open shot. Uh, in the fourth quarter, the Heat spent the whole fourth quarter double, tripling LeBron, and he'd kick it to a wide-open guy, and he'd miss. And that was basically the the game in a nutshell. Um, LeBron went 40-13-7. and seven. He could have gone 40-13-12 and 12, had guys made some of the shots he gave them. Uh, but he went 40-13-7 and seven on 75% shooting, including six threes. Um, uh, Anthony Davis had 28. And on the other side, Jimmy Butler had 35-12-11 for his second greatest game of his career. The first greatest game of his career came in game three when the Heat beat the Lakers, um, when he had a 40-point triple-double. Danny Green, feel bad for Danny Green because – he had the widest of widest open shots for the win and uh, completely missed it awfully. And, uh, but then him and his fiance were getting death threats over the weekend as if we all didn't know they were just going to win the next game. But the, um, I just, the, and then the Lakers took game six massive blowout. And here's the biggest takeaway I took from that is Jimmy Butler with 35, 12 and 11, he played 47 minutes in game six and he looked exhausted afterwards. And after he left his press conference, he kind of like stiffly walked out like, like you do when you're like super sore and tired. And then in game six, Jimmy Butler was a non-factor. The the Lakers went to halftime. They were up by 28. This game was never in question in game six. Um, and the Lakers just utterly dominated them. And here's what I got is that Jimmy Butler did that stat line. Basically, he, he spent a night playing LeBron. LeBron has done this every night in the playoffs. For his whole career, where he does, he gets a triple double, he gets the points, he gets the rebounds, he gets the assists, he plays the whole game, he da 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 da. And Jimmy Butler did it for one night and was so stinking exhausted from it that he was a non factor in the next game. Meanwhile, LeBron has done it every night in his 17 years. It's just, I think we have gotten, we're so numb i think we've gotten to the point we take lebron for granted so much for what he has done for what he does for his teams i mean he had a 25 10 and 8 night uh in game three and it was a bad game for lebron like that is a that's one like that would have been if jimmy Butler hadn't have had these two games that would have been his best game of his career like i I just think we have come to expect so much and plus the standard is set so high and we just have gotten used to everything that LeBron does. Uh, it's just crazy. And by the way, um, in game six, LeBron had 28, 14 and 10 for another triple double and uh, took the finals MVP. He, he, his quote was that everyone took his quote was that, um, he said, like, we just want our respect. Rob, the GM, wants his respect. Frank, the coach, wants his respect. Uh, this team wants their respect. Laker Nation wants their respect. And I want my damn respect, too. And that's, I mean, boy, did I ever feel something. So, um, 
One last thing before I'll let uh, Ben jump in here. I guess two real quick things. One is that J.R. Smith was clearly signed for the final celebration. He was shirtless before the game was even over. You're ready to pop bottles in the locker room. Uh, And then he went on Instagram Live, and J.R. Smith is just another another kind of dude. Um, And second, I want to pose this question um, because, you know, everyone talks about LeBron's finals losses um, and how that hurts his legacy. So I'll ask – if Jimmy Butler, um, if, if this playoff run for Jimmy Butler looked better than Paul George. And that's what I'll lead in with. Look better than like when Paul George was uh, with the Pacers? No, this that- year, this season. Oh, this season? Uh, yeah, Jimmy Butler looked way better than Paul George. Um, well, how is that possible? He's 0-1 in the finals. Paul George has zero finals losses. Yeah, you're kind of setting me up here. Here's the thing I know where you're going with here. You're trying to say that because Jimmy Butler lost in the uh, lost in the finals, that it hurts his legacy. That's the rules, right? Uh, no, that's the rules if you want to be the GOAT, the king. And I'm not saying that those losses necessarily hurt his legacy or whatnot. Uh, I had... I don't know. It's confusing. I don't know enough. I'm not going to try to pretend I know. But when I saw people being, I want to say it's a little naive, I guess, to try to put dirt on Jimmy Butler because they're comparing him to LeBron James. And I'm like, no, this not at all. No one even considered Jimmy Butler to be able to do this. There's an expectation for LeBron to win it every year, and he can't. It's an unrealistic expectation because he's played some great teams. But for Jimmy Butler to do what he did with the team he had, not that it was a bad team, but it definitely was not a finals contending team. I, it was very impressive by Jimmy Butler. So, yeah, I, I don't like the route you're going with here. Um, I I'm understand. Just, I understand your frustration with the lack of respect LeBron gets, okay? I understand that. However, don't take it out on Jimmy Butler. He had a heck of a performance, including in the finals. He took the Lakers to game six. No other team did that. I'm just saying that in 2007, LeBron went to the finals in his fourth year with the likes of Daniel Booby Gibson, Larry Hughes, Eric Snow, Erdison Vergeau, and Zoldrunas Ogowskis and got swept by the Spurs, and that's one of his finals losses. And then in 2018, he went to the finals with, I can't even remember, Jeff Green, J.R. Smith, a washed-up George Hill, um, Kyle Korver, and got, I believe, swept by the Kevin Durant Warriors. And that counts as one of his finals losses. And he went to a finals where Kyrie and Love were hurt. So he went to the finals with Della Vadova, Tristan Thompson. I'm trying to even remember who's on this team. A bunch of nobodies. And got beaten six by the Warriors. And that's one of his finals losses. So I'm just saying, like... Three of these losses don't even count. Like, you're not supposed to win 
those series against the teams that he he faced the dynasty spurs the dynasty warriors and the dynasty warriors like i i'm no i just i can't accept i can't accept the slander i mean this is this is this man's 10th finals it's been done three other times two of which were by the celtics in the 60s and they were eight teams in the league jordan uh, no, Jordan didn't do it. Kareem did it. Um, so, I mean, we want to talk about, I, someone t- told me when, like, we, first of all, we keep moving the goalposts of what LeBron has to do to pass. Because when he first signed with the Lakers, it was, well, if he wins a title with the Lakers, then we'll, then we'll have to consider it. And now it's, well, if he's able to three-peat, because Jordan had two three-peats, if he can have one, then we'll consider it. Well, Jordan should try winning championships without Hall of Fame coaches. And, Hall, and I mean, it's just, this is LeBron's 10th finals, his fourth win, his fifth coach that he's taken to the finals, none of which are Hall of Fame caliber. It's insane what this man has done in the sport. And I don't, it's not, it's crazy that people just nitpick, nitpick, nitpick on every little thing. So, so, so like, I know, I know like overall that was mostly correct. Uh, The Miami coach, do you not think he's going to be a hall of famer? No, really? I'm surprised no. there. I'm surprised. He might he might get in. If he gets in the Hall of Fame, it'll be because LeBron was on his team and got rings with him. Okay. Good. I always thought he's one of the better coaches in the league. If he was available, I think just about every I oh. up until this year, I've always thought he's one of the worser, not one of the worser, but an average coach. Because if I was given that Heat team my job would be to win the finals and I did it two or four times. I mean, I guess it, it's hard to win championships. Okay. It, it's, it's really hard. I mean, it, I, I talking to a LeBron fan, I mean, it, it's hard to win championships. So. Yeah. When, when, when you play a bunch of good teams, Jordan didn't have that luxury. Jordan, Jordan played a bunch of expansion teams and, didn't have to play a, a ton of great teams during his run there in the nineties. Um, so I think what people who are LeBron haters, not just for Jordan reason, but just in general is they hear a lot of this expectation of LeBron can do it on his own. LeBron can do it. LeBron's the main piece. He can do it on his own. He doesn't need anyone else. And so whenever he loses, they're like, oh, I thought LeBron was supposed to be able to do it on himself. And now it's like, oh, well, he needed a little bit of help and a little bit of this. And they're like, whoa, now you're changing the narrative to where it's like, now LeBron needs pieces. Now he can't do it on his own. And it's like, it's kind of back and forth. Again, a lot of this, I feel like it's just pettiness. But uh, yeah, I mean, that's just kind of my view on it, especially, you know, kind of being on the other side a little bit, but not having you know, not having the knowledge to give a real strong opinion on it. Yeah. I mean, I get that. It's unfair that LeBron gets teammates sometimes um, in a team sport, but it's, it's like, here's the thing is 
under normal circumstances, I would say LeBron can do it by himself. If he has, because you look at it this way, the team, some like I mentioned, three of his finals losses, he basically got to the finals by himself. He carried those teams through the East and then faced an all-time great team in the finals. Um, and when you face it, you know, when you're facing three, four Hall of Famers on a team, then you need someone to step up <laughs> on your side because you can't. I mean, it's one. Here's the thing. Kevin Durant went to the Warriors. Like these, like LeBron beat the 73 and nine Warriors and they recruited Kevin Durant. Like, I mean, it's like, these are the, what, what does it take to beat LeBron? Let's get a quarter of the Olympic team on our team. And then we can maybe beat LeBron if the rest of his teammates have bad nights. Like, it's that's like the Lakers this year, they don't have a chance without LeBron. And I know some people are dumb and arguing about Anthony Davis being the better player right now. They don't have a chance this season if they don't have LeBron on that team, because we've seen Anthony Davis in 20, sorry, in 2017 on the Pelicans, it was Anthony Davis and a better supporting cast than what was on that Lakers team. And they couldn't – Anthony Davis has won five playoff games in his career before this season. And now he's a champion because he's with LeBron. Like, LeBron's record from – if he has one teammate that scores 20 points is like near – it's like 75%. And at 75%, you're never going to lose a series because it's four out of it's four out of seven. It's like it's crazy how because that's what it's like. It's not that LeBron needs no help, he just needs a lot less help than someone else, like the normal superstar. And yeah, and if that's the case, I can kind of get behind that. There are some people though where it's like, you know they kind of flip back and forth on it. And that's what I find kind of annoying a little bit. It's like, Oh, LeBron doesn't need anyone. And it's like, when you listen, it's like, Oh, he, he doesn't have anyone. And it's like, yes, but you told me he could. Yeah. <laughs> that That's just where my frustrations are. Not to mention, I've always been frustrated with LeBron because he keeps beating my Pacers. So, you know, that that's just a rocky start in itself. So. <laughs> hey, I thought, I thought if, you know, Pacers can't draw free agents. They're way too, they're a small market team, whatnot. Mm-hmm. I thought LeBron, when he was, you know, before he went to the, when he was looking to leave Cleveland, I thought Pacers would be a good fit for LeBron, but it's too small of a market. He wouldn't come. Yeah. Honestly, had he gone to the Pacers, I probably would have been a fan of that uh, because I didn't really care. Because then you know you're going to win a title or go to the well, finals. No, or... I had no knowledge of the NBA at that point. You know, basically basically here's how it works is lebron on like the question is are you will i be in the finals this year uh yes uh and then it's is lebron on your team yes then you'll be in the finals this year is lebron not on your team no you might be in the finals this year like the (laughs) it's it's like it's crazy the the way 
just the amount of things he's able to do. He guards, he can guard every position. He can play every position. He points, rebounds, assists. He, he's going to lead in every single category. It's just crazy. And not to mention the fact that Jordan doesn't have a winning season without Scottie Pippen. It's just crazy. Yeah. But Jordan didn't, but you know, Jordan didn't have any help either. So that's, there's that. Yeah. He just had, he just had the greatest coach of all time, a top 20 player, another Hall of Fame player, and Rodman later. But he had no help. Sixth man of the year, Tony Kuka. Nope, no help. Not at all. I guess another thing that annoys me about LeBron fans is the saltiness they have against Michael Jordan. I, here's, <laughs> here's the thing. My saltiness towards Michael Jordan is brought on by the Jordan fans <laughs> who cannot accept that another player might possibly be great. <laughs> well, as long as it's not personal, then <laughs> like that can't possibly accept that there might've been some weaknesses. There might've been some luck. There might've been some help along the way for Michael Jordan. I just, Michael Jordan's not a God to me. That's the only difference. <laughs> so what, what do you have next? All right. So going over uh, back to my topics, back to where my home court is. It's in the NFL era kind of thing. I don't really know much about NBA, so we're going to get back to NFL. So I am very excited to see Alex Smith in his return. Uh, a lot of sports casters, and I, I assume Bo himself, did not want to see Alex Smith on the field. I've always been a fan of Alex Smith, and he finally got his chance. He got promoted to the backup position going into the week because Dwayne Haskins was, was just not cutting it for Ron Rivera. And he's like, Dwayne Haskins, you're now the third-string quarterback. Alex Smith, you get bumped to two. I'll work with Kyle Allen, someone I worked with in Carolina. Kyle Allen gets hurt. And there you see is Alex Smith warming up. They got shots on his family, just kind of getting an emotional moment. He hits the field. He didn't do a whole lot, okay? He was 9 of 17, 52% of his passes, uh, only 37 yards, so they played it really conservative. One thing that might have made a whole lot of fans stressful, though, is he got hit a lot. He was sacked six times, and there was eight sacks in the game, and he took over late in the second quarter. But it was nice for me to see Alex Smith make this comeback. He, you can just pencil it in right now. Alex Smith, comeback player of the year. He doesn't even Thank have to you. do. He doesn't even have to do a another snap. You know, I know there are other people who are kind of eligible for comeback player of the year. I know Cam Newton's making his case. Uh, you know, other Big guys. Are, yeah, Big Ben will be making a case. But for what Alex Smith has done this year. What he had to overcome 17 surgeries and then he had an he nearly died. Yeah, he nearly, he nearly died. lost his leg. Yeah, they were like, first, we're gonna say I, I have the article pulled pulled up about doctors were saying they said, first, we're gonna save his life, then we're gonna try to save his leg, and then anything beyond that, it's a miracle. And I I think you just seen the miracle in modern medicine today because Alex Smith got onto an NFL football field, took some hits. And he's still he, – I think he might actually start this week. I don't know if – I think Kyle Allen got a concussion, and he's concurrently in concussion protocol. 
And so we'll see if Alex Smith will be taking the starting snaps this week. But I am just happy to see it. Uh, you know, everyone was a nervous wreck. I wanted to change the game that I was currently watching at that moment. I think I was watching the Steelers and Eagles game, which was not a bad game to be watching, but I really wanted to watch Alex Smith in his debut. Um, yeah, I didn't care to watch Alex Smith in his debut. Um, the, I honestly, I don't, I'm, I'm of the mindset. I'm like, dude, like, you had a nice long career. You almost died. I don't think we need to push it and come back. I, I, I don't. I don't. I think. I think we all. We all. Re, we all respect you. If you. If you decide to retire now, um, I think it was the second or third play he was in that Derek Aaron Donald gave him a piggyback ride and took him to the ground, and it was like, oh my gosh, like, <laughs> what's gonna happen now? And then he got up. Um, but no, I was, I mean, it's a great story. Um, it gives you a rare reason to cheer for Washington that we haven't had in the past history of their franchise, but the, um, I I don't know. I I'm not, I don't think I'm going to be able to watch Alex Smith play football. Um, after all that and i just uh yeah i don't know (laughs) but i do like that you can go ahead and pencil in because i've got a little bet that he's going to become black player of the year just because i figured like you said who like everyone else can make their case but come on (laughs) yeah yeah like oh I, I would love to see it. Uh, Alex Smith just making his comeback and maybe possibly getting a few more years under his belt before he retires. Um, I don't think it's going to happen this year because the Redskins just don't have a good team. The who? I'm sorry, what? Oh, Washington football team. I regretfully say that. Uh, oh, my goodness. Anyway. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I don't think the Washington football team has – what it takes to win this division despite how awful it is but <laughs> i would never say never in this division <laughs> yeah. but i just pulled up a report kyle allen is re- expected to return uh to the starting role he was fully participant in wednesday's practice uh so looks like he'll be getting the start but oh boy, I would love to see Alex Smith back out there. I'm just saying, <laughs> I'm a big Alex Smith fan. See, that's what I don't even get. I don't even get like me. I'm like, I can't watch Alex Smith. Like the family, like cheering him on. No, I'm like sitting there holding my breath every single play. I'm not. I'm not excited about this. <laughs> like he has a hamstring for a shin right now. I am not excited. About him getting tackled by Aaron Donald. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. There were there were some plays where I think Aaron Donald even like got on his back or something like. That's that. what I said. He gave him a piggyback ride. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like it was it was some crazy stuff, but it was nice to see Alex Smith taking hits and being able to get back up from him. Especially if you, you know, viewer discretion advised. If you look at some of the pictures of Alex Smith's leg injury. Oh yeah. That is some that those are some 
astonishing pictures. Like it's just, yeah, you just can't believe that he's playing football. <laughs> yeah. So um, this is the part of the show where we take a quick news break to give you some of the headlines that don't require such deep analysis. Uh, this, this first one: the Chiefs got shocked by the Raiders, uh, forty to thirty-two. Um, is the dynasty over? Dynasty. Come on. I mean, I, come on. Okay. <laughs> one. No. Okay. One loss does not define your season. I have learned that plenty of times from Bill Belichick. Two losses doesn't even define your season. Uh, learned that from Bill Belichick as well. However, let's hold up on this whole Chiefs dynasty thing. Okay. A lot of times you don't get the dynasty title until you win three Super Bowls or, you know, but it's inevitable. It's okay. like Thanos. Yeah. And, you know, there might be some Iron Man's out there to, you know, to, to bad joke, move on. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> but point, point is, uh, I don't know. I don't, I want to call this a dynasty. I want to call it inevitable, you know, give it a few years. Justin Herbert might be, uh, fighting Patrick Mahomes for this division. Heck, he already was. They almost beat him. <laughs> exactly. But until the play calling and the team around Justin Herbert gets better, we'll just have to wait and see on that. But right now, Chiefs, still the favorite. Should should they be nervous because their two like closest games have been in the division? Like they lost to the Raiders and they almost lost to the Chargers. I don't think they are as impenetrable as what some might thought. You know, the Patriots without Cam Newton, they kept that game pretty close for a long time. And the Chargers almost beat them. Everyone was like, oh, they're just looking forward towards the Ravens, which they, they played really good against the Ravens. Um. I think the Chiefs, they have this I, – I'm, I feel like I've seen this before. I can't remember what team it was specifically. I think it was the Steelers, where if they play at their best, they're nearly impossible to beat. Not not impossible to beat, but nearly impossible. However, they play some of these teams, and you're like kind of scratching your head. Why is this game close? Is this team really losing at this point? You know, it's, Yeah, the defense, uh, the, the defense had a very bad day against the Raiders. Yeah. And I think, and honestly, here's the thing. They had a very bad day against the Raiders. They gave up 40 points. Chiefs still scored 32 and probably could have scored another 14, but they had a couple of mistakes here and there that prevented that. I, I just think that offense is so stinking explosive mm-hmm. <laughs> that it's, I, You'd have to get them on an off day to be able to beat them. But if they're on average to great, if they're anything above bad, uh, as far as like if they are below average to good, then I don't know if you can beat them. (laughs) Well, here's the thing. We saw it. We saw it in the postseason. We saw it in the Super Bowl. The Chiefs, they got out big. Or no, not the Chiefs. Their opponents, they got out big on the Chiefs. And, you know, snap your fingers and it's a ball game again. You know, they were down to Houston 24 to nothing in the second quarter. 
you go to halftime, it's 28-24. I mean, this Bill team O'Brien. can just – You can blame Bill O'Brien. You can do whatever you want. Patrick Mahomes just is an incredible quarterback. Uh, he can flip the switch at any moment. Any lead you have is not safe. And so – the Chiefs, they have the highest ceiling in the league. I worry about their consistency. Mm. Um, Jimmy Garoppolo got benched this week for CJ Beathard. Um, what what is going on with Jimmy Garoppolo? I think it's your classic case of trying to get someone back too early. Um uh I've been hearing lots of uh podcasts and uh just people giving their takes on it and it was a high ankle sprain i believe it was it was, it was something wrong i think it was some kind of ankle sprain yeah and, high ankle sprain and quarterbacks you know that is actually a lot more significant than what you think because it's like oh quarterbacks use their arms well kind of uh they also use their legs a lot because that's where they get a lot of their throwing power their throwing power is like the shift of their weight going off their back foot and going uh shifting their weight to where they can follow through on their throw and on a lot of those passes you could kind of see a lot of hesitant on jimmy garoppolo not wanting to put his full weight on that back foot and when the duck when you don't you tend to have that ball sail a little bit and there were some ugly throws i mean i mean if that's the jimmy garoppolo i get every week i'll take philip rivers i mean that's how bad it was <laughs> <laughs> So I mean, is that I I guess I think the frustrating thing Kyle Shanahan because Kyle Shanahan clearly had frustration on his face. I think Kyle Shanahan was either a frustrated with Jimmy Garoppolo that Jimmy Garoppolo probably said, "Oh, I can play, I'm good to go," and really he wasn't, or he was like, "I no. put Jimmy Garoppolo out there too soon." Yeah, he wasn't that, ready. If Shanahan's gonna be mad, be mad at yourself because you can't be mad at the play. Every single player is gonna tell you that he can play. Um, I guess the question here is this next week. I mean, is it that Jimmy Garoppolo's benched or is it that he was benched for that game due to injury? I think they're going to reevaluate. Uh, the, they're going to have the team doctors reevaluate that ankle. They're going to be looking at that ankle very closely in, in practice and just see how it is. Is he putting weight on that back foot? Is there pain involved? Is he making the throws that he was able to? And a high ankle sprain, that that takes a while to come back from. So, Because uh, it's kind of a lingering I- injury. It's not an injury that, you know, you think about being serious, but it's an injury that just kind of st- annoying. It sticks around. It's annoying. It affects your play. And so... Yeah, I don't know. They got to keep an eye on that. I don't. I would not be surprised if Jimmy Garoppolo does not play on Sunday. Um, but when Jimmy Garoppolo is at one hundred percent, he is the quarterback to go to, and I think the Forty Nineers will get it right. I mean, people are talking about like giving up on Jimmy Garoppolo and whatnot, and I'm just like, look at the dude's record. <laughs> <laughs> like, like you can't argue with the record. He's twenty-one and five, I think, going into this year as a starter. Like, I, I'm not going to be super quick to move off of that. <laughs> um, in other news, Dak Prescott, probably the biggest news of the weekend. Dak Prescott 
got a gruesome injury on his right foot. Um, it's a uh, what was the official term? A compound fracture and dislocation of the right ankle. And if you didn't see it, uh, you can't anymore. I don't think. I think they blurred it out and everything because they're not showing it anymore. But um, basically, his foot was not attached to his leg. And it was very disturbing to see. Um, and the, I mean, a lot of frustration, you know, this offseason, Dak didn't get a deal done. He's playing on the franchise tag. He's been playing under these low deals. I mean, franchise tag is not a low deal, but short-term deals, not getting this long-term deal. Um, and now he's going to be out for the year uh, with this, horrible foot injury and um i think i don't know i'm sure ben saw it um the jason jason garrett running over from the giant sideline he's over at the giants now but running over to the running over to check on dak uh his teammates the giants team everyone just kind of stopping the scene of him getting carted off the, the fists in the air to the crowd. I mean, that is one of the greatest things I think I've ever seen. And I'm not a Cowboys fan, <laughs> but I literally sat there and watched that. First of all, it's like, I don't know if I, I want to watch football <laughs> the rest of the day, um, which is kind of, you know, mind blowing that like, then the players had to finish the game. Um, and then, but there's just the scene. I mean, I got goosebumps, just like all the feelings. It was, I mean, and honestly, I think, I think this might get him closer to a deal with the Cowboys. I don't know about that. I mean, Jerry Jones obviously loves, uh, loves his players, but he also loves money too. So, um, Hey, his his hands don't get cramps writing checks. <laughs> yeah, so I think Jerry is still going to be uh, possibly stingy, especially you know now that his quarterback got uh, injury that Dak Prescott will come back from. But at the same time, it's just you know I think he'll get franchise tagged again uh, next year just to have another prove it deal. Uh, I don't know. I just, I don't see it. And especially, okay, this is a hot take. Uh, I actually like the Cowboys a lot more to win this division now than I did last week. I don't know if it's Andy Dalton. Um, I don't know if it's because my faith in the Eagles is shrinking. I think it's a mixture of both. Uh, But yeah, if Andy Dalton comes in, wins this division and, by a miracle wins a playoff game that those are going to be tough questions to answer this off season. I mean, in all honesty, I don't think Andy Dalton's that far of a step down from Dak Prescott. I just think what Dak the, in the scene there, what Dak has symbolized to this locker room, to this team, to the fans of the Cowboys, I feel like Dak Prescott is the Cowboys quarterback of the future. I don't think Andy Dalton is a big step down from Dak. I said that at the beginning of the year, they signed Andy Dalton for 3 million. I said, let Dak walk. Um, but I think the hold, the leadership and the hold that he has on that team 
is what's going to get him that job ultimately. Um, I I will disagree. I I went and put a I put a bet on the Eagles to win the division the next day. I don't think the Cowboys are going to be able to pull that out now. Uh, maybe if they'd have played, you know, up to par with not the worst defense in the league. Here's the thing: they got the worst defense in the league, and now it's Andy Dalton. I don't think. Well, it's not a big step down from Dak. I don't think it's still the worst defense in the league. Um, and you're going to have more guys get hurt throughout the year. Um, if they'd have played up to how they were supposed to in the first five five games and they were like four and one right now, maybe I wouldn't because the Eagles were like, what, one, two and one, one, three and one. Um, but Cowboys are two and three. <laughs> the Eagles are a game back. Like I'm not. If the, if the Eagles win next week and the Cowboys lose, the Eagles will be winning that division, <laughs> which is pathetic, but it's the case. <laughs> so I'm not, I'm not, I'm not on the, that the, they might be able to still get a playoff spot, but I'm not even convinced of that. Cause the NFC is so, I think it's going to be a tough race to get those wild card spots. Mm-hmm. Especially with some up and coming teams, you know. Yeah. Um, other news: no Pro Bowl this year. The uh, that was just celebrating this or what? <laughs> it was just <laughs> announced tonight. It said they will quote reimagine to create a variety of engaging activities for 2021's Pro Bowl, um, but there won't be a Pro Bowl. Um, personally, I would. I'm personally a fan of doing like flag football instead of having an actual football game because <laughs> none of the players want to get hurt anyway. So I feel like flag football would be pretty safe. Um, and it might be a little more fun to watch, but um, yeah, I'm not sure. I, I guess they're just going to do virtual, like maybe send the pro bowl, like send the teams, like, I guess if they do like a throwing comp and like you send the teams, like, the the throwing setup and then the quarterbacks shoot videos and then they show each one doing it at their own location. I don't, I don't know what they're going to do. I don't know how you go from not having a game to a variety of engaging activities where we're not gathered. <laughs> no, that, that's just, that's going to fall flat on their face. I don't like that at all. Hey, no one watches the pro bowl anyway. The only way they can go is up. That is true. Um, yeah, I wish they would go back to the style that they did back in like the early 2000s. Uh, it was kind of like a week long thing where it was like you had different skill drills. And I know they're trying to start bringing those back after but... the Super Bowl. Well, yeah, I don't know. I kind of I kind of enjoyed it being before the Super Bowl just because it was something in between those two weeks. But you don't get the the Super Bowl teams probably have the most pro bowlers and they don't go. <laughs> I mean, Tom Brady never goes anyway. So uh <laughs> who cares about Tom Brady? No one, no one, no one brought him up. No need to. <laughs> anyway, but yeah, they kind of made it like a whole week long thing about doing certain drills. They would even one of their events that they did in the early 2000s, they would bring like retired players back and they would have a flag football game with like retired players so and celebrities yeah and so being able to have i think they one year they had warren moon yeah um, they did 
yeah and so having you know can we imagine a pro bowl flag football game where we get to see peyton manning throw the ball again to like some like let's say randy moss just some peyton manning has a six pack now or an eight pack something like that dude's ripped now i don't know if you saw that no i didn't <laughs> he's at he's he's at the he's at the beach or something and he's shredded all the way down not what i expected I mean, hey, who knows? Maybe he can suit up for a Colts game again, you know? <laughs> I'd take him. <laughs> just, I'd let's take just see him. what he can do, you know? See what he can yeah. do. Yeah, yeah. I, I got a I got a nice front office job waiting for him whenever he wants to take it. Yep. <laughs> Definitely. I don't know if we can pay him as much as ESPN will pay him to call games, but I've got, I've got a front office job. Um. I mean, there's a reason why people won't take that money to do ESPN games. <laughs> That's true. Um, let's see. Two more headlines. Michael Thomas got benched in this game for an altercation at practice. What I'm hearing is reported like punching or something of teammates. Um, he So he was healthy. He could have been back. They still ended up with the win thanks to uh, Badgley of the Chargers. But, um, I mean, is this something to be concerned about long-term or? Yeah, it's something to be concerned with my fantasy team. <laughs> I took him first round, and he hasn't. he's only played one game. And Three points. First, yeah. Trace first, points. <laughs> yeah, and the first week he's he's eligible to come back, he gets – bench because he fights someone at practice that's what i was like wait a minute i thought they said he was back in i have him back in my lineup i didn't <laughs> and then what do you mean he's out yeah. what happened so i don't know we don't have a whole lot of the details i would have liked to have heard reports saying that the saints are just stingy and they won't tolerate any kind of pre- any kind of uh fighting or anything otherwise you know you're gone um but in my in my as in my viewpoint if someone gets in an altercation after practice like obviously you send them off the field during the practice you know whatnot and then after practice you get the two guys just say hey we can't have this or are we gonna move on from this or do i have to like get involved here I would like to see the two shake hands and just say, okay, we move on from this. How do you know that didn't already happen? This was the second infraction. Exactly. You know, I would like to hear reports on this, but if the saints are being stingy, I wouldn't like it. If there, if that did happen and it fell through with Michael Thomas, then I would be very concerned. Um, But there's just not a whole lot of information out right now, right now for, me to get that viewpoint point is when it's your star player you really got to do what it takes to get them on the field obviously you can't let your stars run the team you can't just play them because oh they're the star of the team so they get to do whatever they want and, you know you got to find that little gray area in there and i don't know it's just it's it's a tough situation but you've got to find a way to put your stars on the field and so if there was Give your team the best chance to win. Yeah. If there was a way to wrap this up nicely without having to bring in a benching and whatnot, I would have rather liked to have gone that way 
and only use the benching as a last resort. Um, and then Chase Claypool had four touchdowns on Sunday. He's the fourth rookie wide receiver in NFL history to accomplish that major day for Claypool. He's had a solid start of his rookie season. Okay. And the Steelers apparently can't miss drafting wide receivers. Oh, no. Like, they, they have two wide re- rookie wide receivers this year that are really good. One of them just happened to get hurt, so Claypool's getting the other one. Who's the second? Isn't Johnson? I believe that's his I name. think it's the second year. Oh, that's the second year? Well, he was irrelevant last year because Rudolph was taking the snaps. Um, yeah. But, yeah, they, they can't miss on these guys. So, no, they got – they got Johnson, Claypool, Washington, and Juju. Is there, That's solid. On the contrary, the Patriots can't draft a wide receiver to save their lives. Um, but you got – I mean, how many, how many wide receivers do you think – and these guys aren't even like first-rounders. I think Holmes was a first-rounder and maybe Plaxico Burris. But um, – like Antonio Brown was like a sixth rounder. Like Claypool was like a third, I think. Um, like they're not even getting these guys early. They're letting them fall and picking them up. And they're great picks. I, I mean, they just can't miss. <laughs> I mean, that's when you have a, that's the benefit of having a coach that is kind of like a for the players type guy that you know tries to be the player's friend as opposed to i'm above you listen to me type of thing you know both work in their own aspects but that's just one of the aspects that the steelers have mike tomlin is a very pro player coach and so so that means you can draft receivers better i'm missing your point here yeah yeah it definitely means you can draft receivers better because it allows you to develop them as well you know you don't just draft a six-round receiver and it's like, boom, we just drafted an all-star. No, I mean, he has to go through the development. Uh, he has to be coachable. He has to, you know. He has to, have ta- he has to have something that every other team didn't see. I mean, the he's got – I mean, sure, there's development piece to it, but you can't have all your receivers come out great and then just say it's purely development. Like, the, you got to give the guy some credit. Hmm. I don't know. I, I guess I have a lot more faith in scouting than uh, you do, but <laughs> well, that's not being a, like scouting's different than being a player's coach. I don't know. It's just I feel like when you're a pro player coach, you're able to kind of identify the player a little bit better, and being able to know which guys are going to work and which guys aren't going to work as opposed to just kind of being above them. And so when you're that players on uh, pro player coach, it's a lot easier to kind of make it work with these guys. Uh, it's a lot easier to make the younger guys fit in a little bit better as opposed to having to bring in the veterans and uh, making the veterans work. So that's the news. Um, the next topic we got is that the Jets last night during the Bills and Titans game uh, released released Le'Veon Bell. So he's just out there now. Um, lots of questions right now 
Um, I'll hold off on the what are the Jets doing because we've been asking that all year and we still can't fake. I mean, who knows? But like, where is Le'Veon Bell going to end up? Where is Le'Veon Bell going to? I mean, this is Le'Veon Bell. <laughs> I feel like I said it last week. Uh, I'm just not buying into Le'Veon Bell anymore. You know, Stop I've, it. yeah, no. I've, and, and, Dare I say it, when I saw that he was released, I said these words, I am not surprised. I said those words. What? Yeah, You're I'm not, out of your mind. I'm not surprised it just released him. Uh, you know, he's not to say they're not to say his frustrations were unjustified, but he's constantly been a pain to this coaching staff and Adam Gates never wanted him. Hold so, up, hold up, hold up. No. I, I said it right before I started that I never said they were unjustified. However. Hold no. Le'Veon Bell, here's what happened. Le'Veon Bell signed a contract. He walked in the building. They said, hey, what are you doing here? He's like, well, you guys invited me here. They're like, hey, we don't want you here. He's like, but I signed a contract that you offered me. And they're like, what are you doing here? This wasn't Le'Veon Bell having an issue. This was the coaching staff initiating everything. Well, the coaching staff was not playing Le'Veon Bell, and Le'Veon Bell was having fits. I mean, Le'Veon... because the coaching staff didn't want it. That's the coaching staff initiating. This isn't. No, we are not giving Le'Veon Bell a bad rep because of this coaching staff. He he had the most carries last Sunday. He had the most yards, and he's complaining about playing time. Well, yeah, he's an every down back. In 2016, he was. I mean, uh, this is Le'Veon Bell we're talking about, Ben. Yeah, this is Le'Veon Bell who hasn't had a productive season since he was with the Steelers. He's been on the Jets with Adam Gase. That's okay. not his fault. <laughs> okay, and this guy thought he was so talented to where he could sit out an entire year and thought he could get all this money. And guess what? Only the Jets were available. He did get a lot of money, though. He got a lot of money, and he went to a crappy team, and he was hoping to go to Indianapolis. He was liking all of Indianapolis Colts' tweets, and the Colts were like, solid pass. And the Colts made the right decision in passing on Le'Veon Bell. I No, I wouldn't necessarily say that, but... Full send. No, the Colts... I think the Colts would very much benefit from Le'Veon Bell in their system. I think the Colts didn't want to pay... The price for Le'Veon Bell. Well, I can tell you this right now. Le'Veon Bell is going to be pretty cheap, and the Colts will still not go after him. Well, now they won't. They just drafted a guy. I, I, Marlon Mack was a rookie when he was available, or at least a second or third year. Marlon Mack isn't Jonathan Taylor. Uh, Marlon Mack's better than Jonathan Taylor. Uh I don't know what you're watching. Anyway, where what are you what are your what do you think what teams are gonna be interested in Le'Veon Bell? Well, um, I don't know. I really don't know. If he wants to be this every down running back, I don't I guess maybe the Texans, because their running back situation has not been working out. Um, I don't think he's going to go to the Texans, though, because I think he wants to go to a contending team. The Texans are paying the most. Uh, I think the Texans have the least ability to pay for someone right now. <laughs> that is that is another thing I thought of, but I'm like, where is he going to go where he's going to be an every down back? 
Let me tell you. I'll tell you. I'll tell okay. you a few places okay. I got in mind. Okay. Um, you got the Chicago Bears. You have the Arizona Cardinals. You have the Buffalo Bills. He's gonna you have. Carry. He's gonna split carries in Buffalo, and he's gonna split carries. No, he won't. Singletary. No. Are you kidding me? Look, Le'Veon Bell is going to be the best. I'm not even sure that backfield, but he's not going to be the bulk carrier. No, I don't think Le'Veon Bell is in every down back. I said it. Le'Veon Bell is in every down back. I the I think I guess I didn't hear that he was complaining about playing time. But I don't think Le'Veon Bell, I think he's an every down back. And if you pull him here and there, like in his rhythm, that's fine. And Singletary will get, still get a couple plays a game. Um, I, I don't think it's out of the question for there to be another running back in the backfield. But Le'Veon Bell would be the primary source of the plays. Well, it, it, I feel like it's got to be more than what he got from last week because he was complaining even though he got 14 carries, Frank Gore got nine. So it's got to be exactly uh, Frank Gore doesn't need nine carries. Frank Gore was taking all the snaps like the previous weeks. I mean, because he was, because Bell was out. I would have eased Le'Veon Bell in too. I mean, the guy just missed three weeks. I mean, when Melvin Gordon came back after holding out, they had to ease him back in. So I mean, I would have eased Le'Veon Bell back in too. Okay, so let's skip that. Arizona Cardinals, Buffalo Bills, Chicago Bears, 49ers. Uh, no, not 49ers. Why not? Raheem Moister. Are you serious? Who do you think these people are? Over Le'Veon Bell? Okay, that would at least have to be a 50-50 carry split. Oh, it's my just. God. No, you're out not. of your mind. No, absolutely not. Raheem Moister is Kansas right City now. Chiefs, New England Patriots. The Chiefs just drafted a running back in the first round, and splitting they need carries another again. One. They need another one. Splitting uh, carries. Let's see, New England Patriots. Okay, now that's interesting. They'll probably. Here's what I think is going to happen. I think the Patriots are going to annoy us all. They're going to get Cam Newton and Le'Veon Bell for one game check of Taysom Hill. <laughs> yep. Um. Let's see. Let me run through the list here. Let's see another team. Pittsburgh Steelers. <laughs> they could use them. Um. You got the Los Angeles Rams. You got Cleveland Browns since Nick Chubb went down. You have the Saints. You have the Buccaneers, another one that would annoy me if he ended up there. Um, The Raiders. The Panthers with no McCaffrey right now. The Chargers. The... Colts, no. The Vikings, Dalvin Cook just went down. Maybe the Dolphins. The Eagles, no. The Texans, the Lions, maybe. 
the Bengals, the Broncos. Melvin Gordon just got a DUI, and Philip Lindsay Lindsay might be hurt. Um, Maybe the Jaguars. Washington. That's uh, Giants. No Saquon. Uh, I think he wants to get out of Dodge. He's not moving next door. <laughs> hey. I'm just yeah. saying, a lot of teams that could use the elbow. Uh, no, a lot of those teams I would have said heck no to. You're, like, you're you, out of your mind. You mentioned the Steelers. The Steelers do not want that. Okay. Back in their locker room. Okay. The Steelers, the, the Saints, Steelers, the Steelers don't want him, but they could use him. <laughs> they clearly expressed what they felt of Connor and Bell. Uh bye Bell. We'll stick with Connor. I no, I understand. I'm saying that's how they feel. But if they were using their head. They would want him. <laughs> no, no. James Conner has Saints? massively underwhelmed so far. Tell me the about Saints, the Saints. I just threw the Saints in there. I, the Saints. I. I don't think he. I don't think it would work out because Kamara's already there. But the the one-two punch of L. You could line up Drew Brees, L. Bell on one side, Kamara on the other, in a dual back set, and teams would shake in their cleats. <laughs> And then you mentioned Tampa Bay, which that one I can kind of see a little bit, but I'm like, do they have the money to do that? Because they've literally, like, obviously they haven't spent. Oh, Bell's got money. his guarantees, whatever from the Jets. I don't think he's. I think a one year short term deal, make a run at a title real quick, and see what happens. Yeah, and you had mentioned the Lions, and I'm like, that's more of a Le'Veon Bell's not going to the Lions thing as opposed to the Lions needing him. Do you you mentioned? Hey, the I Chargers. thought the same thing about Adrian Peterson. <laughs> okay, I will say this. Okay, Le'Veon Bell's a little bit more valuable than Adrian Peterson. You'll get that out of me, Bo. <laughs> no, no, but no, I, I, I meant the same thing as far as I didn't expect Adrian Peterson to pick to go to the Lions. <laughs> Adrian Peterson's at the point of his career where he's he's like Frank Gore. Is there a team willing to sign me? If so, I'm playing for him. Like, oh my goodness, it's it's the same case. He was effective in Washington. I don't think he, he's done he okay he might not be done but teams taking a chance on him that's different sometimes you can still have some juice left in the tank but gms are just like you're just too old okay well what let's move on to your topic all right so viking seahawks so this one's gonna kind of be a little bit more of a open-ended kind of thing so you're watching the Vikings pretty much dominate Seattle. Seattle had a brief second or a brief couple minutes there where they were able to get some punches in on the Vikings, take the lead a little bit. But then overall, the Vikings had control of that game for the entirety of the game for the most part. And then we get in a situation where they're, I believe they were inside the 10, if not they were inside the 15. They, I think were, the, they were inside the 10. Okay. Yeah, that's what I thought. I thought they were inside the 10. They get a fourth and one situation. According to the analytics, you go for it. I don't think there's a person alive that agrees with it outside of the Vikings coaching staff. 
the Vikings elected to go for it as opposed to kicking a field goal, making it an eight-point game to where they cannot lose in regulation, or they went for it and win the game. They went for it. They didn't get it. And now we allow MVP Russell Wilson. He's not MVP yet. Uh, Tell me who is. I got Aaron Rodgers up there. Oh, no, stop it. No, no, no. Are you out of your mind? What is wrong with you? Look, okay. <laughs> they are the same quarterback this year, but the thing is, one's working with uh, tools, the other one's Nothing. Just toys. I mean, I, yeah. I, I'm not sure which is which in that scenario. Tools are useful, toys are just a child's play thing. So the so Aaron Rodgers has the toys, you mean? No, absolutely not. Aaron Rodgers has one of the what best game are you watching? Aaron Rodgers has one of the best offensive line in the league. He has the best wide receiver of the wide receivers. I think he hasn't Wilson played a- the past few games. <laughs> he's been hurt. Okay, but when he's back in, I mean, when he comes, he back- didn't have Adams or Lazard, and he still killed the team. He beat the Falcons. Oh the Falcons my are trash. God. He didn't have any of his receivers. I didn't know who he was throwing to. And not to <laughs> mention, Seattle has no defense. Green Bay Pack- doesn't have much of one. They have a better defense in Seattle, hands down. That's only the Cowboys have a worse one. <laughs> That's not saying much. <laughs> Seattle has probably the worst defense. I no, want Cowboys no. have the worst defense. Going into the last week, it might have changed because the Giants, for some reason, were able to roll all over the Cowboys. Because Seattle they have an was, awful defense. Seattle was last in every statistical category on defense. But but can't but do you watch the game? <laughs> yes, I did. And Russell Wilson is the MVP over Aaron Rodgers. Uh, it's pretty neck. It's I think it it's goes not to, neck and neck. I think it goes to Russell Wilson if it's neck and neck. But right now, it's pretty close for me. Mm, no, no, no. Uh, Russell Wilson is doing a lot more with a lot less. Point DK is, Metcalf, Tyler Lockett, Chris Carson. I don't know what you're watching. Greg Olson. What are you? What are you doing? Okay, Greg Olson has kind of just been eh. Okay, he's an older tight end. Hasn't been that relevant for Seattle this year. Uh. Decaf Metcalf, okay, I'll give that to you. Okay, lock it. You know, again, solid. These are solid wide receivers, but you just, know what that is? That's two wide receivers, which is one more than Aaron Rodgers has. <laughs> okay, but the thing is, Russ, Aaron Rodgers has a better offensive line and he has a better defense. That's just point blank. Okay, better offensive line, better defense. He's going to have time to make plays. Russell Wilson's running for his life. It's Russell Wilson, hands down. It's close. It's close. Okay. We're, we're, we're so five, we're MVP, four, four games in. So MVP takes the ball, and it's a downpour of rain, takes the ball 90 yards to score a game-winning touchdown against a 94. team that – Okay, 90 was more of just a generalization, okay? But 94 is more impressive. 
Ugh. If you're going to anyway. call him the MVP, give him his credit. All right, fine. MVP Russell Wilson went 94 yards down the field and scored the game-winning touchdown against a team that had been dominating him all night. He wasn't doing this against Atlanta's defense. He was doing it against the Vikings defense, which seems to have gotten their groove back. At least they showed it last week. Okay. Um, One, there are people who agree with the call. Um, Honestly, I get... You know, I get both sides of the argument. I probably lean towards kicking the field goal. Um, However, I don't think it's that much of a difference in in terms of outcome of the game. Because I feel like if I kick a field goal, Russell Wilson's still going to get a touchdown and probably a two-point conversion, and then we'll go to overtime and I'll probably lose. Or if I get this one yard, which the Vikings have been running on them all night, if I get this one – and there's no crowd there. If I get this one yard, game over. We win. And so I totally see why you go for it in that situation. What would have been more interesting, I believe on one of the scoring plays before they went for two instead of kicking an extra point. Is that right? The Vikings did. Um, I don't recall. I think they went, I think, I think it was 20. What was it? It was, let me, let me pull it up real quick. Cause I don't want to be, wrong about this yeah i was just i did not watch the game quarter to quarter i saw the end of it uh i was watching it with uh some of the people in my apartment and we were both like what are you doing kick the field goal just completely nerve-wracked watching the game and then when he didn't get it it's like are you kidding me (laughs) like we immediately thought russell wilson's gonna take this down and win the game like it's just it's gonna happen um let me see here. I'm pulling it up now. Yes. So it was 21 to 13. Minnesota, it was 21 19. And they went for in the third quarter and they went for two and didn't get it. Um, now, so here's where it gets interesting. If they kick the extra point there, it's 21 20. And then when they score again, they here yeah and so basically this is a weird way this turned out because there, there's a couple things that i put more blame on than the going forward on fourth if you kick the extra point there you score a touchdown and then um you kick the extra point and you're up a touchdown anyway um the or you kick the extra point, and then when you're looking to kick a field goal, you're going to go up by eight instead of – or you're going to go up by nine instead of eight, and it's a two-possession game. Then you automatically kick the field goal. It's a two-possession game. So I'm I'm sorry. That got a little jumbled. If you kick the extra point there, it's 20. You score the touchdown, um, and then when it's time to kick the field goal, instead of – 
either going it's 26 21 and then if you kick the field goal you go up by nine instead of eight and that's a completely different game um and then you're not wondering whether or not to go for it on fourth uh the other thing is when you score so they don't get the two-point conversion it's 21 19 they score a touchdown it's 25 21 and then they decide to kick an extra point instead of go for two which again, if you go for what's the point of going up five there instead of four? Like there's no, especially if you're not planning on kicking the field goal to go up by eight. Uh, like those are the two, the extra points and the two point conversions. I've got more of a problem with than actually going for it on fourth down in that situation. Cause I feel like either way, if I, if I kick the field goal, I go up by eight, I kick it off to Russell Wilson. He goes down, he scores the touchdown and probably gets an extra point with the momentum. And then, or it probably gets a two point conversion with the momentum. And then we go to overtime and I lose. If I don't get the fourth down, this is what I do in Madden all the time. If I'm at the five, I'm going to go for it on fourth down because if I don't get it, you're at the five. And so that's one of the toughest. I mean, just at that point, I'm just giving credit to Russell Wilson for being able to drive down the field at the, in the closing minutes and get the touchdown. I'm not, I feel like, I feel like kicking the field goal is playing not to lose and going for it. There is playing to win. I don't know. I disagree with it there. The only thing, the only thing is, Hey, if they make it on fourth down, which I think they easily could have, I think there was a hole there that the running back missed. If they make it on fourth down, everything's fine. They won. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't I just, you know, to score a touchdown and to get a two point conversion, that's a tough thing to do. And unless it, you're Russell Wilson. Okay. Yeah. You, unless you're Russell Wilson, but worst case scenario, you go to overtime which you've dominated. And then you lose. Well, you, there's no guarantee of that. You've dominated the game. You lose all momentum if you go to overtime on comeback. I mean, it's And Kirk still, Cousins, still, after Dalvin Cook went out, Kirk Cousins looked terrible. I, I still – you still kick the field goal there to go up eight – and not lose the game because I don't think the Vikings are a team. And plus, you're making a great point. Dalvin Cook's out of the game. Why are you running it? Like you they know, had been run. Madison had nearly a hundred yards. Madison had a good performance, but I'm he, had, sorry, he had 112. You don't have Dalvin Cook in the backfield. Okay, Dalvin Cook. If you give it to Dalvin Cook, you give it to your best player, and he gets you the first down. If not, Madison. Madison had run the ball that whole drive down their throats. I'm not questioning trying to get the extra yard there. I feel like everything was tilting in your favor. They got the stop credit to them. You got to go 95 yards now. I, I, I think, I think, I don't doubt Russell Wilson to do that. I did not doubt that for a second. No, but I'm thinking this is more, I'm giving credit I'm going to I'm going to agree with what the Vikings did and if they beat me so be it because at that point it's not on me I'm just going to give like I think we're dim- diminishing what the Seahawks did this is a total credit to the Seahawks winning the winning the game and it's diminishing it by suggesting that the Vikings lost it cuz I don't think the Vikings necessarily lost the game I think the Seahawks won the game Don't get me wrong. I was happy. I had Wilson getting three touchdowns with a nice little wager on it, and it worked out. But I, 
I, I think the Seahawks won the game. I don't think the Vikings lost it. I think the Vikings are better. I think the Vikings, Chargers, Panthers, not the Panthers, Vikings, Chargers, Dolphins, Colts are better than what their record suggests. Yeah, I, I would agree to that. Although I still think Minnesota lost the game because they made the incorrect call there. You kick the field goal and, you know, if Russell Wilson goes down, gets the touchdown, gets the two, take your chances in overtime. But I, I disagree with running the ball right there because the momentum shifts either way. It's either going to shift going into overtime or it's going to shift Seattle's way when they make the stop. I don't know. I don't have a problem with it. Um. So my next topic is one I relish in. It's one of my favorite things that's ever happened. Um, it's a top two Tom Brady moment for me. Um, it's the end of the game, game-winning drive, Chicago Bears. By the way, Chicago Bears. Just let that sink in. He had a game-winning drive opportunity against the Chicago Bears. How bad was he the rest of the night? The, I mean... This team, game-winning drive, he throws it incomplete. He throws it complete short, throws it incomplete, throws it incomplete. Well, ref, where's – it's fourth down. No, it's not. He had four plays. Ref, ref, where is it? Where is it? We get a nice close-up shot of Brady holding four fingers up. We get a nice look at Brady arguing with the ref. I get it in New England. They probably did slip you an extra down here and there. But the – I, to, I just the, the utter confusion. I can't make the joke that I have because it's too mean, but the utter confusion on Tom Brady's face, not knowing what down it was on a game winning drive brought me so much joy. And the fact that he had the audacity to lie about it post game and say that he knew what was happening. And Bruce Arian said he knew what was going on. We have 45 seconds of footage showing that you did not in fact know what was going on. It, Oh my goodness. The only thing that trumps it is when he dropped the pass in the Super Bowl. That's it. This is the top two favorite thing Tom Brady's ever done. I mean, and to make it even better, he spent the whole game cussing out his offensive line and yelling at his receivers and yelling at everyone else for not doing their job. And, hey, man, you don't know what down it is. Oh, my goodness. It was Oh, it was, it brought me so much joy. I'm so happy I was able to bring it up on this show. It is, uh, it is a joyous occasion. He tried, he's trying to play it off now. You know, LeBron won his fourth ring. So he posted a Photoshop LeBron with it on his, you know, with the four up and he's like, congrats to LeBron. Da, da, da. No, sir. We do not forget that you made a mental mistake and you're supposed to be considered the greatest player to ever take that position and the smartest player to ever take that position. And you messed up in the clutchest of clutch moments. You, Oh my goodness. You, I, I just, I cannot get enough of this, Ben. Oh, 
outdueled by Nick Foles once again and not even having the common courtesy to go over and talk to Nick Foles, who's staying out on the field looking around. Where's Tom Brady? I didn't get to talk to him the first time because it was the Super Bowl and they just left. But I thought at least I might be able to get a chance to talk to him this time. Talk about how I caught the pass in the end zone while he couldn't catch a pass. And I just – I. I, I feel bad for Nick Foles because I feel like he's a classy guy and Tom Brady just walks off the field, doesn't say anything to anyone. I'm just, it's, it's all of it. Everything that goes into this moment pre and post is just magnificent. I don't know if the NFL has ever brought us anything better. Uh I think you enjoyed those moments a little bit too much there, Bo. Um, <laughs> one, I don't make too much of, uh, well, Tom Brady forgetting what down it was. Uh, I don't know. It's a Thursday night game. It's against the Bears. Uh, I, I, the whole night was frustrating for Brady. What is wrong with you? I don't know who you are. You're Look. supposed to be relishing in the embarrassment. <laughs> that Tom Brady is going through at the moment. Look, I just have seen this before, okay? I've seen it when he's gotten humiliated against the Chiefs, okay? He usually will come back out next week and throw about six touchdown passes, okay? I Who's am he playing? Keeping, it doesn't matter who he's playing. He'll probably do it. Uh, I'm keeping Not now. Both, he's old. He's washed. <laughs> I'm keeping both feet on the ground right now. Um you know, again, pulling for the—I was pulling for the Bears that entire night. Um, oh, except for I thought I had a little bit of money on Tampa Bay winning that game, but we're gonna ignore that. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I was pulling for the Bears that entire night, and yeah, it, it was a frustrating night for Brady, and I love to see it. I think the biggest takeaway is Brady trying to starting to realize that he this is not New England. And I think he's just make it, waking up that realization like, huh, maybe there was something Bill Belichick was trying to tell me when he wasn't bringing me this talented guys and just giving me a good disciplined team. Because I got all the talented guys, but they're not disciplined at all. But and- you would be amazed at the Brady faithful who now say he has no weapons and it's the weapons fault. Like, it's the same thing as the Jordan people. Let's just make every excuse. Let's not acknowledge weaknesses. Like I'm like I'm over it, man. I had a deep I had a deep moment with myself the other week because I found myself being like, well, now that Cam's with the Patriots, I don't really mind the Patriots all that much. I kind of acknowledge that Bill Belichick's one of the best, if not the best, coach to ever do it. Yeah. Um, I, like, where is my hatred? I think it, I think if this is the case, like I still don't like the Patriots, but I think my hatred, my deep seated hatred probably lies with tom brady and then i go to tom brady i'm like he doesn't seem like such a bad guy i'm like where's where's this hatred coming from and i'm like i think my hatred comes from patriot fans and tom brady fans and the media narrative around tom brady and that's what really gets my gears grinding right oh yeah yeah yeah. definitely 100 i think that's the first thing we've agreed on tonight uh (laughs) yeah not okay i don't want to i want to alienate our audience here our huge audience but hey you don't know i haven't told you the numbers yet (laughs) but uh i just i get so frustrated with patriots fans and 
Uh, they remind me of another fan group. I'm not going to mention this fan group because I'm sure there are quite a few people that listen to this podcast who... They remind me of the Jordan fan group. Well, they don't remind me of them. Okay, I'm not going to say this team out loud. I'll probably mention it to you privately at some point. But it's just the most obnoxious things. Uh, it just drives me nuts. And to say, if people are saying right now Brady does not have the weapons in Tampa, you are outside your mind. Um, he has two good running backs. He has three good wide receivers. I mean, got two or three of everything. Yeah. Yeah. He has two tight ends. Although I think OJ Howard is now lost for the season. I think, but you got uh, Cameron Bray and Gronk. Yeah. Cameron Bray. I, yeah. Yeah. They had three tight ends. Now they have two. Oh no. Um, but yeah, I I don't, the defense is great. Yeah. Uh, They've underperformed up to this point, but they're okay. they're they're supposed to be a top the, defense. Yeah, their defense was great last year, and uh, they've kind of underperformed, but they're supposed to be good. Um, but yeah, I I kind of resonate with you a little bit. I don't necessarily hate Brady as much. Um, I, I don't grant that I don't like him, and I still I don't like him. The goat. Um, no, absolutely and I, not. And I don't think. I don't really hate the Patriots. Honestly, I was kind of hoping the Patriots would be still pretty good and Tampa Bay would be kind of bad. No. Way it's like that way. It's kind of like, okay, it was the Patriots. It wasn't Tom Brady. That no, was like, I think, no, I think right now that's the case. I mean, Tom yeah, Brady's I, forgetting what down it is and Cam Newton looks like a new man. Yeah. So <laughs> I, I'm, I'm enjoying that a little bit. I am enjoying that. Bill Belichick is winning that divorce as, yes. as Aaron Rodgers is winning his with McCarthy. Yes, <laughs> yes exactly. Uh, one thing I do not mind, I do not mind Tom Brady yelling at his players. All right, I do not mind that. I thought that was absolutely called for. I don't mind it if he remembers what down it is, but the fact that he forgot makes everything go out the window. Like, well, <laughs> like I can't, I can't be screaming at everyone else and then forget what down it is. <laughs> it's a good thing. It's a good thing that he yelled at his players before he forgot what down it was because <laughs> that just would have looked all sorts of wrong, but. I was remembering watching that sequence. There was like so many penalties and finally they got a play. I think it was like four or five penalties in a row. And it's like, Oh my goodness. And then finally we get a good play and some Tampa Bay offensive lineman gets a personal foul, 15 yards. And I, if I was Brady, I would be absolutely livid too. I'm like, are you (laughs) kidding me? Like this would have never happened had he stayed in new England and like, I'm glad he's out of New England because I would have hated seeing the success. But, uh, like, I'm just thinking if I'm Brady and if I'm in Tampa, I would have just lost it. I'm like, are you kidding me? Now, the no handshake with Nick Foles at the end, I don't really know what to make of that. I don't, I don't mind it so much. I just think it's unfortunate that it's now happened where Nick Foles has beat him twice now and both times he's not gotten a chance to talk with him after yeah yeah I get that like I saw that as a headline on sports media stuff and I'm just like I'm more of just whatever on it you know no I don't mind it as much it's just I feel bad for Nick Foles and I hate Tom Brady so <laughs> But kind of going off that topic, you were kind of throwing some dirt on the Bears. However, the Bears are four and one. 
The Bears are by far the worst four and one team, most likely to finish four and twelve of all four and one teams. Like I no, I am not. I am not apologize for the dirt I throw on the Bears. They are um, not that good. I am keeping my eye on the Bears. Okay, I think they will probably still finish middle of the pack. However, I will watch them get killed by the Packers. I will watch them lose to the Vikings and just. I'm not saying uh, they'll be second in their division, but they'll have they'll be eight and eight, nine and seven. I bet. Okay, okay. We'll, we'll just we'll just see. Although I'm not I'm not ready to throw dirt on them yet. You know, it's like oh they played so bad against the Colts, and I'm like, well, you know, that's when the Colts had Darius Leonard, and when they have Darius Leonard on that field, that defense just is impossible. I mean, they play all four quarters they make teams like they make teams frustrated except for Gardner Minshew but for some reason we never really perform well against them anyway yeah. uh let's move on we're we're starting to get there Ben we are we're we're trying to beat our last time so let's get to your next topic <laughs> okay last week i proposed a question to you all how good are the carolina panthers and how good not are the arizona that great Bronx? How good are the Arizona Cardinals? I do not interrupt you both, so I please no. <laughs> <laughs> Arizona won. Okay, they didn't really prove anything or disprove anything. They played the Jets. They beat the Jets. All they that proved was that my bet worked. They yes. proved that my bet worked. Yes, I mean the the line on that one was seven. I was so shocked on that. Um, but the Panthers they win again. That is three in a row. Mike Davis once again had a phenomenal game uh teddy bridgewater again a phenomenal game uh okay they beat atlanta but though they were they were underdogs in that game they went to atlanta they were underdogs and they went and they beat them they beat them and uh I, i am now buying stock into the carolina panthers i was questioning whether they're a playoff team or not yes they are a playoff team they are not going to win their division however i still think that's between the, i still think that's between the saints and the buccaneers however there are three wild card three wild card spots pencil in the panthers as one of those three spots get out of here you are i'm flipping tables over here first of all let me ask you this do you think they regret at all giving money to christian mccaffrey since they've won all their games without him uh no, no. When Christian, when Christian McCaffrey gets back in this lineup, man, they're going to have a two-headed monster in that backfield. Like, oh. it's going to – the Panthers are I'm, only going to be better. How are the – I'm going to ask you, how are the Panthers going to be a playoff team when they're the third team in their division? Well, you can have four teams in the in one division in the playoffs now with the extended wild card. Yeah, and I, I – oh, man. Uh, so here's, They might here's, be that seventeen, but that seventeen still makes them a playoff team. So here's here's what's going to happen right now. The Panthers. The, I'll give you this right now. The Panthers are three and two, same record as the Saints and the Bucks. Um, I think Saints and Bucks will finish ahead of them. I'm not I so think, sure on the Saints yet. Saints. The Saints are starting to kind of drop in what I think of them. I, as of right now, I still think the Saints are ahead of them. However, I would not be surprised later down the road, Panthers top the Saints. Would not be surprised. So, you know, the Bucks and the Saints are going to finish ahead of them. And then you have out west, you have the Seahawks, the Rams, and the Cardinals, who I think might all get a bid into the playoffs. You got the Packers and the Bears 
up north and out east. Well, forget them. One of them, <laughs> one of those teams is in the playoffs, regardless, but whatever. So let's see. I just named so seven teams. And that's and one of those teams. So you're telling me, here's what you're telling me. Here's what you are telling me. You're telling me Bucks, Saints, Seahawks, Rams, Cardinals, Packers, Bears. Two of those teams aren't making it. Okay, well, you don't seem convinced on the Bears, so Yeah, I'm pretty confident in everyone else on that list. Okay. So so <laughs> And if the Bears finish nine and seven, they could be tied with Carolina and be a tiebreaker. Okay, okay. Okay, let's say they tie with the Cardinals. Tiebreaker goes to Carolina. They beat them head to head. So, you know, get rid of that. I don't think they too. tie with the Cardinals. I don't I'm not I'm not so sure on how good the Cardinals are. I'm still a little shaky on them. I will say a big loss. I think Chandler Jones is out for the year. That's yes, a big I hit. That. That's yeah. a big hit for the Cardinals. So, and then the Rams, I don't know what to think of the Rams. Okay, they just They're good. They, That's what I can think of them. I, I'm still a little eerie after that Giants performance. They did not perform well against the Giants. All I'm I, saying, uh, the Panthers are lucky the 49ers aren't any good this year. I, and they're luck and they're lucky that the NFC East is a total dumpster fire. Yeah. And also, also, you say the Rams are good. Yeah. Well, tell me where their four wins came from. I and it's the NFC East only. Really? Yeah, that's interesting. So they, they played. They beat the Cowboys. They beat the Giants. Washington. They beat the Giants. They, they played they the Eagles. The, yes, they beat the Eagles week two, I believe. Hmm. I still say they're good. <laughs> I'm not. Here's the thing. I'm not saying anything that's going to have Aaron Donald upset with me. Okay. I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> Because frankly, I'm gonna need him to defend me because I just said some stuff that might make Khalil Mack mad at me. But the, <laughs> <laughs> no, I think I think I think the NFC West might be the best division in all of football. Oh yeah, no one's arguing that. I mean, yeah. I'm, so I'm saying there's probably gonna be three teams from that division taking a spot, and then you got the other two coming from the NFC South. I'm not convinced on the Saints. I think the Panthers. I think. Uh, the more I'm talking about it now, the more I'm starting to get convinced Carolina is going to top the Saints this year. Mm, uh, don't like that. Um, <laughs> I'm just so, a little hot takes today. Let's just keep it in the <laughs> NFC South. I got the Falcons up next because they fired their head coach and their GM. Uh, and it's about dang time. I mean, really, it's about three years too late. But, um, I mean, what what are the Falcons – they got an interim now, I guess. The owner, Arthur Blank, wouldn't commit to Matt Ryan as the quarterback of the future. Um, I mean, are they looking Are they looking to rebuild? Are they looking to – I mean, what's, what is going on in Atlanta? Um, I think they kind of want to do a little bit of what the Chiefs do. Not exactly what the Chiefs did, but a little bit to where you get the good coach uh, – you draft a young quarterback, you sit him behind Matt Ryan, but Matt Ryan's really your temporary guy. You see if you can get anything, anything else you can get out of Matt Ryan and you ultimately move off him after that and then try your young, young guy out. So right now I the Falcons are on pace to have a top five pick. <laughs> yeah. So like Matt Ryan, he's, he has a, he has a, good MVP season 
I just think he's just only been above average. I don't he he's had his special moments. Maybe if the 49ers are legit on moving off Garoppolo, he can find a home in San Francisco. But I think Matt Ryan, he probably has only a year or two left in Atlanta. And I think the new coaching staff is going to be looking to get a new quarterback for Atlanta going forward. Uh, As for the Dan Quinn firing, I think Dan Quinn is a capable coach. He will get a coordinator position. um, But as a head coach, again, probably not. Too bad. He's too bad. I don't know. He, he, uh, he, I don't know. I, I don't think he deserves a job, but um, I mean, I'll take, he can sell like hot dogs in the stadium or something, but not as oh, a coach. Oh. But Dan Quinn, that's that firing has been three years coming. This team has been bad. It's consistently underwhelmed. It's had one some of the most talent, and it's just off. Kyle Shanahan left, and that team went in the tubes. Yep. Yep. I, 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 there's no arguing that I still think Dan Quinn would probably be a coordinator just because a lot of times once head coaches get that firing and they go back to a coordinator, they, they kind of uh, regain a little bit of, of a coaching rep a little bit. Wade Phillips is a great example of that. Could not coach a lick in Dallas, got fired, but got some defensive coordinator positions and he had some pretty top notch defenses. So I think Dan Quinn could get a coordinator position as for him as a head coach, I agree. He's probably not going to get another uh, head coaching job just because of how it, but players seem to to like him. It's not like an Adam Gase situation where everyone's going to be tweeting about time or a Bill O'Brien situation where it's like, thank goodness he's gone. So, you know, you bring him in, players are going to like him. Players are going to respect him. And I think he can be a good coordinator for a team. Okay. So we're, we're going to be back next week. Um, this episode's going to come. Uh, sorry, this episode came out a little later than what we initially planned. Not going to be able to get it up by five hours from now. Um, <laughs> uh, but uh, so probably this episode probably either comes out Thursday night or Friday morning, um, whichever it is. Sorry. Normally it's going to be on Thursday mornings. Um, and you can go to the link tree in the show notes. It takes you everywhere. We got a Facebook. We got an Instagram. We got a Twitter. On Twitter, you do you know the live tweeting during the events. Get some of our thoughts pre-show. Um, uh, you can follow us individually on Twitter. I'm at Bo Mollet. He's at Bachman1174, I believe. Uh, it might be Ben underscore Bachman1174. Or Benjamin underscore Bachman1174. Well, it's, it's not going to be Benjamin. I don't uh, know. I'm pulling it up right now on my phone. Which It's longer than mine. Mine's Bo Mollet, and it's pretty straightforward. Yeah, Ben underscore Bachman1174. Yeah, you can follow us individually. So that's what Ben's probably tweeting from the – pod account and i'm gonna be tweeting from the individual account probably yep. um we also you know you got the picks for the weekend and so probably get those out on our socials uh since we don't uh have the time to do them here on the show um especially since we record earlier than what we pick stuff we usually record on mondays um 
I will say I do enjoy the Chiefs loss because that probably means their spread's going to be a little lower this week, and I'm probably going to take it. Um, but um, I mean, I don't know who they're playing, but I'm just saying it's probably going to be low. I, I think they play the Bills on Monday night because I think the Thursday. Oh, well, then I might not. I the like Thursday, the Bills. The Thursday night game might have gotten pushed back. Yeah, it did. I think it got pushed back to Sunday. There's a lot of schedule changes. There's a whole like graphic from Adam Schefter or whatever that's like, yeah, look at this game. Like it's like ten games got moved. It's crazy. Um, so no Thursday night game this week, I think. Nope, no Thursday night game. It's just all Sunday and Monday as okay. far as right now. Um, but yeah, so go check out the socials. Go tell your friends that we got a show and that we have the right opinions because you can't trust the mainstream media for anything these days. And uh, yeah, I mean, let us know what you think. Give us your takes, whatnot. Send us emails. We got a little contact form in the link tree in the show notes. You get in contact with us. Give us your thoughts. Give us your takes. Give us money. Um, and uh, <laughs> and that's, I think, going to wrap it up unless Ben's got something else. Does Ben have anything else? Uh, that's going to be do it for me. Uh, okay. So that's it. Run up the score. Episode two is all the way done and it will be up soon ish. So keep an eye out and we'll be back next week.